Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Double header day down at Rogers Place. A hockey hooky game. The Edmonton Oil Kings against Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats. Six players that were in Canada's World Junior team are here. Uh, five of them play for Edmonton, who are, I would say, on paper, the deepest team out of the WHL, at least in terms of star power, maybe since the Kelowna Rockets and Leon Dreisaitl and Josh Morrissey uh, went to the 2015 Memorial Cup. And maybe if uh, Coach Lambert decided to keep the top line together, uh, that would have been the last WHL championship. Uh, champion to have won the Memorial Cup. Instead, it's the 2014 Oil Kings. This is Oilers Now. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick joins us. Hi, Jeff. It's Bob. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Bob. I was at that game as well, that uh, that overtime thriller. Anthony Sorelli of the Oshawa Generals, a couple of good scraps in that game, too. Kelowna was a force as you can very well remember. I was also at the game where the Oil Kings upset the heavily favored Gual Storm back in 2014. So you're warming me up with great junior hockey memories. Well, uh, two things. One, Griffin Reinhardt's Peter Shirelli was in the building watching Edmonton win. I think they won 6-3 in the <laughs> final game. And Correct, Reinhardt yeah. was an absolute tower power. Yes. And I, it unquestionably uh, left an indelible impression in Pete's mind because a year later he was trading for Reinhardt. And, I mean, the Oilers had more information on him than anybody. And uh, obviously that trade did not work out. Uh, and then in 2015, I forget the name of the, the guy ended up playing CIS somewhere. The guy that got moved on to Dry Settle's line for the final. Uh, I mean, Oshawa had good goaltending. They had tough defense, and they could check. And they, they had some size down the middle as well. But Kelowna, the better offensive team, as you recall, in that tournament. Uh, they really did. Hunter Smith. Do you remember that name? Was a draft pick of the Calgary sure. Flames. Big time. So Hunt, he was, he 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 was the muscle on that team. Make no mistake about it. Um, I think Scott Lachlan Lawton might have been on that team as well. I know Cole Michael Castles? Del Cole was. So Cole Cast. That was it. Cole Castles was just a dog on the puck. Yeah. Like as far as far as shutting down players, Cole Castles. And it, it's funny too because I thought that guy was going to be uh, that guy was going to be as close to Camus uh, as possible. But uh, yeah, no. That was the good memories, Bob. Good junior hockey memories, and that that oil that oil kings team, like that was a super. And you know what was really great in that one, uh, Henrik Samuelson. Remember yep. Henrik Samuelson? Yep. Fantastic in that in that term. Did the whole season, and Edgar's cool though was really good too. Mitch Moraz. That was that was an impressive squad. Yeah, uh, Samuelson was the Arizona first round pick, and Cole Castles. Everybody in Vancouver was convinced because Oshawa beat Erie uh, that year, right in the That's OHL. Right. Final, they all thought, yeah. "Oh, Cole Castles will be able to shut down. He's going to shut Connor down at the NHL level." And, uh, to paraphrase yeah. Lee Corso, not so fast. So, all right. Uh, well, uh, away we go here. So, uh, look, hey, we love having you on. Thank you for joining us. Who knows? Maybe we can uh, find a way to make this a little bit more regular occurrence. I think I might be able to make that happen. I got a couple love guys you. that are interested in that, Jeff. So, uh, if you're up for it, we're up for it. Uh, sure. 
so let's let's start with this. Look, you're you're on the uh, the, the Rogers panel. Uh, you're you're one of the insiders right now. We are now into the second half of the season after yep. the All Star break. Uh, we're, we're what are we about uh, March? We're six weeks away from the trade deadline. Is it starting yep. to pick up a little bit? What do you think? It is. You know, it's interesting, Bob. Um, talking to one manager in the beginning of January. This is after the players, you know, had you know decided they weren't going, or the NHL decided for them rather that they weren't going to the Olympics. There was a feeling around the NHL that uh, a lot of teams wanted to get their business done before the Olympic break, and it was almost sort of a mini trade deadline before the actual trade deadline. We know that a lot of managers want to get their work done before the actual deadline. They just want to treat those last couple of days as tweaks. But then when the players you know, when uh, the NHL shut it down, said players aren't going, that kind of went away. But now that, you know, All-Star Weekend is done, I start, I think, you know, some teams have already laid the, the sort of foundation or planted some seeds for what they're, they're going to do. And I think now you're probably getting to the place and you would be, you know, certain that Pabrisson would have talked to Claude Giroux about this over the weekend in Vegas. Now you think you're starting to have the conversation where, Teams are approaching players that have no trades or no moves and seeing, you know, just who's amenable to going where. So we're going to start, I think, to see now, you know, who's going to be amenable to going to Colorado, who's amenable to going to Edmonton. These are players with the no trades and the no moves. So I think that that sort of posturing or that sort of those conversations are, are starting to happen now between player agent and team. Well, Jeff, it's interesting you mentioned Colorado <laughs> and Edmonton because I think you know where I'm going next. We got the guy in town sure. tomorrow, uh, and that's Marc-Andre Fleury in the Chicago Blackhawks, and he gets to dictate where he goes to. Now, if I'm if I'm a player looking at where Colorado's at right now, that would obviously be my first choice. I mean, they got a great team. you got a chance to win right away. The only problem for Marc-Andre Fleury is the market might be shrinking on him because Darcy Kemper was 9-0-2 in his first 16 games this year, the former Red Deer yep. Rebel, and he's got 927 in his last he's basically done what Colorado last uh, 15 games campers had a 927 save percentage that's pretty good and they gave up a first and a you know I'd say a decent prospect in Connor Timmons to get him the as you know the orders were right there Edmonton offered a first and a defense prospect as well um, but does Kemper's play change the perspective from a Colorado angle do you think does I think it does. Listen, I think their preference is to not do anything with the goaltending. I think their preference is that, you know, Darcy Kemper, Kemper and, and Pavel uh, Francis provide the net mining that Colorado needs to get over the, I guess it's the second round hurdle that they've had the past few seasons. And then they turn their attention to shoring up their, their top six. And the, the two names that I think that are, you know, most attached, Bob, to the Colorado Avalanche, one, uh, Claude Giroux. And we all know that story, and you know it will probably take a third team uh, to take a piece of the contract to, to make that one happen. But the other, you know, the other name that people are wondering about, I don't think it's a coincidence that you know he started with two Avalanche, you know, players at the All Star game on the three on three is uh, is Joe Pavelski. You know, we we wonder about you know if Dallas falls out of this thing, there's going to be a few decisions that Jim Neal has. Uh, one of them will be with John Klingberg. The other will be with Joe Pavelski. Braden Holpe's name uh, will be in that conversation as well. But the the two, I think, the circle for the Avalanche, if the net mining stays, and I think Joe Sack is going to take the wait-and-see approach, then I think they look to shore up what would be a second line, which would consist of Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky, and either Claude Giroux or potentially Joe Pavelski as well. We're joined by NHL Hockey on uh, Rogers Insider, uh, Jeff Merrick. Is that the official title? 
we're going with these days? What, what, I have no idea. I, it's just like, yeah, Jeff Merrick from 32 Thoughts from the Merrick Radio Show. Who knows? NHL on Sportsnet. There we go. Uh, I, you know, they hand me a broom at the end of the night, and I sweep up too, Bob. You do it all. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm going to ask you to put on your cap geek hat right now at this time. Okay. The Vegas Golden Knights are in town. Uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack Eichel is closing in on return. Not only is this team at 91 yeah. million right now, uh, if you include the players they have on LTIR, which is obviously yeah. Eichel as well as Alec Martinez, uh, they're at 81 million next year for, uh, I believe, for 14 players. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do this. Are. Now yeah, I want to I, I, I want to feel you out on something here. Okay, everybody's okay. assuming it's going to be uh, Dadnoff or Dadonov that gets moved out of here. Yep. Uh, we know that Arizona is a dumping ground. Uh, I wonder about Wild Bill, uh, William Carlson. Okay, he's a $5.9 million so do I. Because to me, he's he's a pretty good player. And I just look, you got Chandler Stevenson and Nikola Wah that have exceeded expectations there, playing center. Yep. They picked up Nolan Patrick. They've got uh, Quentin Howden. And now they have Jack Eichel, who's obviously going in the one hole. They wouldn't do something like move a guy that's been a core piece with that organization from day one, would they? Would Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee? Oh, wait, they've done that before uh, in goal. But yeah. what are your thoughts? Not Yeah, listen, not just in goal, but Nate Schmidt as well. Like, you know, beloved members of this Vegas Golden Knights organization. Like, this is like, <clears throat> this is a ruthless pursuit of the Stanley Cup. You know, what's the one you listen? Braden McNabb just got re-upped by the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'm sure he was skating around this season saying, could this be me? Could I be one of the ones that are going? I think that if your name is Riley Smith or, you know, William Carlson or maybe even Jonathan Marsh so, you're looking at this situation and saying, well, we all want Eichel here, but I also want to be here when Eichel arrives. But we know that Kelly McCrimmon is going to have to move a body Riley Smith is on the expiring contract. Maybe it's too easy just to say that Gerard Gallant loved him when he was with Vegas, and there's that hand-to-glove relationship to say nothing about when he was with him with the with the Florida Panthers. And we know that the Rangers are looking for another top six forward as much as everyone wants to marry J.T. Miller to the Rangers. Maybe they go the Riley Smith route. And, you know, he's a, a $5 million player. They need, uh, I think it's 4.3, Bob, according to Cap Friendly, to, to make it work when, when Jack Eichel returns here. So that would get it done. But I, listen, I think you're on to something with Carlson. I really do. Like, I, I think that Chandler Stevenson has, has exceeded expectations, to your point. When they got him from Washington, the thought was, well, there's your third-line guy. He played great with Stone and Pacioretty and has and has demonstrated he can play up and down the lineup. And you are bringing in the center. You have an excess. You have a surplus of centers right now. William Carlson, you know, he's on a $5.9 million AAV. That extends to 2027. So it's a player with locked-in term. Does that become more desirable? Uh, for a team out there, that does get it done uh, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. But I think right now, Vegas is going to just, I think it's going to be one of those last-minute deals. And you'd be sure that Kelly McCrimmon has, you know, worked on this, you know, going back to when they did the Eichel deal originally, because I don't believe that you make the Eichel deal and then say, we're going to figure out our cap situation later. Yeah. They would have had some type of plan. Bob, like, would it surprise you even if there's a part two to the Buffalo Sabres in all of this by way of completing the Jack Eichel transaction? Many have looked at this and said there has to be more to this deal. So uh, to me, this is the ultimate hockey Rubik's Cube right now. No one really knows. 
Kelly McCrimmon's not saying. I had George McPhee on the radio show last week. He's not saying. No one's given out, you know, these state secrets. But there are a couple of moves. I would look at Riley Smith. I would look at William Carlson as well. Those two might be Exhibit A and Exhibit B. Yeah, the thing about Vegas, I mean, Bill Foley's 77. They're in on everything. You know, they, they're they a team. You know what? Two percent. Yeah. They get that two percent. You know what I mean? Like you just, you have to acknowledge what they do from an analytics perspective. You know, their their march through the Pacific Division over the course of the last five years has been truly impressive. It, you know what? You know what it kind of reminds me of. Bob, you'll know this as a student of the game. It reminds me of Ed Snyder. Like the way that Foley's like, give me the cup right now. Every year we're taking runs at it. Even if this player just improves us marginally, if it doesn't improve us, we're making that deal. Like I said, like this is like what we're seeing is a ruthless pursuit of the Stanley Cup. No question. Nate, Nate Schmidt, love you, gotta go. Mark Andre Fleury, love you, gotta go. Like this is a singular focus of this organization. For Bill Foley, to your point. Montreal obviously is headed down a completely different path. They they ended up with a pursuit to the Stanley Cup. It was funny. Ken Holland said probably six or seven games in all season last year, he thought Montreal was the best team in the North Division. You know, they said they got the goal yeah. ending and they got the heavy D come playoff time. They're going to be tough to beat. And ultimately, you know, they came back on the Leafs and all it took was Carey Price at 941 save percentage. And everybody looked, uh, Jeff, at the Oilers losing to Winnipeg and forgot that Connor Hellebuck was at 950. But I digress. Yep. Uh, Montreal's in a different position now. I, I don't know how easy it's like. It, it's like Sherratt's going to be easy to trade. I don't know how easy it's going to be to move Jeff Petrie. And what about Gallagher and even potentially down the road, Carey Price, your thoughts? Ooh, uh, big ones there. You know, Brendan Gallagher is openly mused about not wanting to be part of a rebuild or saying like, you know, I didn't really sign up for this uh, at this point in my career. And you can understand that. Brendan Gallagher is 29 years old. And if they're looking to go through, you know, a process of stripping it down and, and then building it back up again, certainly to the draft, you know, how old is he going to be in that process? And here's someone, I mean, you know Gallagher from the, from the Western Hockey League in, in, in Vancouver. Like, you and I have talked about Gallagher before. Like, this guy is a difference maker. This guy is intense. This guy, like, every cliche about your playoff type, type guy, that's Brendan Gallagher. Like, that is a, that's a trade that really moves the needle. And he's got the, uh, you know, he's got the no trade clause, so he, he, he does in a lot of ways determine where he's going to go. Jeff Petrie's an interesting one. And you know, the, the team that I wonder about there, I wonder about the Dallas Stars. If they, if they move on from John Klingler, like this obviously wouldn't be a, 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 I don't think would be a trade deadline deal. But I wonder if, you know, if you're the Dallas Stars and you're walking away from John Klingberg, on the one hand, you think you might have someone who can replace him down the road in Thomas Harley. But if you still think that you're close and still have a couple of tweaks to make here, I wonder if Petrie's a fit in Dallas, Bob. I, I really do. But I think there'll be a lot of players that have, you know, the conversation with Kent Hughes, whether it's Brendan Gallagher, maybe, listen, Bob, what about someone like Tyler Toffoli as well? Uh, I know a lot of, I, mean, I know we're looking at Arturi Lekkanen as well and saying maybe him, but I think there's going to be a lot of guys. And I think, I think eventually Carey Price too has that conversation with Ken Hughes. Like, do you so? this is the plan, this is the program, do you want to be part of it? I, I think all those conversations will be had. Jerry Johansson, as you know, from the Sports Corporation, has both Gallagher and Carey Price. Uh, yep. And I'm getting old because I broadcast Brian Harley's games. 
Uh, it was uh, Thomas Harley's dad uh, that uh, played at the university <laughs> while he was in med school, may I add. Wasn't a great goalie, but he was really smart, I can tell you that. All right, Jeff, uh, give us the platforms where everybody can check your stuff out at, Jeff. Uh, I got Radio Daily across the Sportsnet Radio Network. That is the Merrick Show. Uh, the podcast, Ellie and I do a couple of times a week, and then second intermission on Hockey Night in Canada. And then, as I mentioned, I grab a mop and, and clean things up on my way out the door. Well, you know what? Uh, you, know, you never know what you advertise. Advertisers listening, so uh, future considerations on that front, okay? <laughs> thanks, pal. All right, thanks. Oh, great, great to hear you again, Bob. You be good, pal. All right, super. That is Jeff Merrick from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. Uh, it is currently ding, 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 1249 in Edmonton. Uh, we will tell you that guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. And speaking of Roos Chris, Nothing says Valentine's Day quite like Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is the place for special occasions. Tell Daphne, Taylor, and Chris that Oilers now sent you. 12.49, we're going to take a quick timeout. We're going to come. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to your text. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll also have the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Yeah, it makes it a little bit more difficult, too, when you haven't played either. So um, I think uh, probably just getting up to speed in terms of uh, the pace and, and getting comfortable and, and how you're used to feeling out there on the ice I think that's probably the most difficult thing but again yeah it's it's, it's been good to, to get the first couple of games out of the way and get it home here for a little bit and, and, and start to settle in here uh, in Edmonton. All right that's Evander Kane of the Edmonton Oilers it's 12:52 in Edmonton doubleheader day here at Rogers Place Hockey Hockey Edmonton Oil Kings with five world junior players including goaltender Sebastian Kosa, Caden Gooley on defense forwards uh, well, let's see. Uh, we got uh, Jake Neighbors, St. Louis first-round pick. We got Arizona first-round pick, Dylan Gunther. There's a kid from Vancouver playing. I haven't seen him uh, in the game. Yeah, Justin Sortif as well, third-round pick of Florida in the lineup. And Connor Bedard from Team Canada, who's a phenom and likely to be the number one pick in the 2023 NHL draft. Regina has fought back and tied the game as we speak. At three, and that was Connor Bedard has just scored on an absolute bomb. It was 3 nothing for the Edmonton Oil Kings, and Dylan Gunther got stopped on a penalty shot, and Regina just broke out on a uh, two-on-one, and Bedard blasted one to the short side, the glove side on Dylan Gunther. And, I mean, he's got a goal and assist. This guy's... For you old schoolers, and this is going to sound, maybe the younger listeners will say, what the hell are you talking about? Type this name up right now in HockeyDB. Marcel Dion. Okay? Marcel Dion was an off-the-charts elite offensive player that was a five foot eight right-handed shooting center. They used to call him, he might not have been quite 5'8", but they used to call him the Little Beaver. And there are the, the stature and the build and the shooting ability because Dion can flat out shoot the pill 
Uh, Bernard with his 25th of the year. He's got an assist. And all of a sudden, the Oil Kings went from being up and seemingly home and cooled in this game at 3 nothing to being a 3-3 game right now. Tonight, Edmonton and the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's going to be a big one for the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Smith will go against the 2018-19 Masterton Trophy winning Robin Lehner. To me, the Golden Knights, as good as they are, and they're good, they're not quite the same team without Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's go to the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. The Oilers yesterday finding out that Miko Koskinen was going to uh, need to be placed in COVID protocol. That's been made official, and the Oilers have recalled Stuart Skinner, so he's back up uh, and is likely to start tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, so uh, Chris Russell also out right now, a little bit banged up. Uh, he is on uh, the Oilers' IR, of course, LTIR for the likes of Oscar Clefbaum and Josh Archibald. Uh, we will tell you that uh, 50 stitches to the face, has uh, knocked Alec Martinez out for a while. He's on LTIR at 5.2 million. And at 10 million bucks, Jack Eichel, who is closing in on a potential return. Anything of note, Brendan Escott, around the National Hockey League on the IR front? Austin Matthews is, I guess, feeling pretty good, according to Sheldon Keefe, and being evaluated on a day-to-day basis now after taking a nasty knee to the head last night against Carolina. Did we lose you there? Well, I mean, I I was talking. Did you hear me over the horn? Did they score? They scored, yes. It may have been uh, Jacob Demick, who's a Vegas Golden Knights fourth-round draft pick for the Oil Kings. Looks like it got a piece of him all the way. So Kelly McCrimmon is in the building with Vegas, and uh, Luke Prokop fired, activated from the right point, fired a shot towards the goal, and Demick deflected it. So the Oil Kings, this has been... I mean, this game could be 9-5 right now. There have been a ton of chances each way. All right, so Austin Matthews, you were saying, uh, what's the update on him? Uh, Sheldon Keefe saying this afternoon, he's actually better than expected considering how uh, you know ugly the situation looked against Carolina last night, taking a knee to the back of the head. They're taking it day-to-day right now. By the way, has anybody noticed how bad New Jersey has been? Just as an aside, like they are, last night they lose 4-1 in Ottawa, and Ottawa's playing better, but the Devils are really struggling right now. They could end up getting themselves a uh, another top, I mean, the way they, they might end up getting themselves another number one pick. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, I thought COVID protocol was done at the All-Star break. All right, here's what happened. Every, uh, every player that came back from the All-Star break had to get tested. Unless you've had, uh, unless you've tested for COVID protocol last 90 days with the Omicron uh, variant, so that is why you had a bunch of guys returning from the both Hughes brothers, as example. Jack Hughes went to the All Star game in Vegas, and um, Quinn Hughes uh, from the Vancouver Canucks was not with Jack, but they they both ended up testing positive. So every player that returned that hasn't hadn't tested positive already had to test, and that's why you're seeing a bunch of cases. Once they get into the facility and test negative, they they don't get tested unless they get sick after that point. When they travel to the United States and cross borders each ways, you have to get tested. So as an example, yours truly, who's not tested positive yet. Uh, at any point for the variant, I will get tested uh, until I either test positive or we just stop testing people. So, and, and I do think there's a possibility that day comes as well. 
And this could be a very interesting day in the province of Alberta. You're seeing across the country a, uh, I guess, lessening of restrictions throughout Canada and some plans to, uh, you know, re-engage a greater part of the population. Right now there's... Um, there's basically a protected class out there. A lot of them are civil servants that have guaranteed salaries and those sort of things. And I, I think we've seen a significant enough push for maybe some others that have, and, and frankly, some Western democracies in the in Europe, as an example, that have uh, lightened the restriction load as well on their citizens because I think people have got significant COVID fatigue. I'm not making a political statement. This is just an observation as to what's happening right now. All right. uh, We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Again, that is our injury report. It is brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They are the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Of course, Trent Brown was an all-star CFL safety for the then-named Edmonton Eskimo Football Club, and he, too, was a heavy hitter back in the day. Kevin Robertson up next. Global news weather traffic update. And then sports that spec Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.